Cartridge Audio. My name is Trevor Strunk, Hagelbunt on Twitter, and I'm really happy to have with me a longtime friend, uh, both of the podcast and of myself. Uh, she, you know her from at El Bougie, uh, which is L B O U R G I E, and then uh, her name is Lena, and uh, I'm sure you all follow her at this point. She's here on the podcast today to talk to us about. Uh, well, you could tell us a little more about it, but sort of about quitting video games. Is that right? That's right. Uh, however, they they definitely do not all follow me, um, <laughs> I, and I am keeping a strict eye on that. So please, uh, everyone, everyone, everybody do it. on notice. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, so I, I kind of followed up with you. Um, I was listening to your podcast, you know, like a month or two ago about uh, when Matt Crispin was on your show, and you know he, yeah, appreciating the fact that you know you brought somebody on your video games podcast to talk about how awful video games are, <laughs> um, but. You know, a lot of what he said really, you know, resonated with me and, and thoughts that I've had uh, for a long time. And you know, having made several attempts to quit already, um, probably you know got me 90% of the way towards my current attempt to um, pull away and and you know, mo- manage that addiction, I guess. Okay. So um, let me ask: in in terms of video game addiction. You know, I, I, I've been learning uh, as I've done this show that you don't want to overstate it, but even different genres of video games sort of carry with them these different characteristics of, of you know, what's, for lack of a better word, addiction. Uh, whereas, like, you know, you can you can play a shooter obsessively in one way and you can play, like, a strategy game or a 4X game obsessively in another way. So uh, just to start us off, what's sort, of what sort of your poison? If you were, you know, at your first meeting of, uh, you know, VA uh, or Vianon, uh, what would you what would you uh, confess to the group that you sort of like um, cut your teeth probably on? like very little um, like okay. I don't even, I like never I wouldn't even friend people on Steam because I didn't want them to see my game collection but <laughs> okay. like uh, no it, it's just like so like if you start from the beginning it was always it was like it was RPGs JRPGs um, sure okay you know Nintendo Super Nintendo era gateway drug uh, you and I are close enough to the same age I think you know most of what I'm talking about yeah no those were all what I played too <laughs> absolutely yeah so um. I actually got started at like a really young age. Like we had a Commodore 64 and then a 128 and we had like all the Atari ports and like just, you know, basically just like a whole sleeve of, of like of discs, discs full of like ripped, you know, games. Sure. Um, and I, I basically taught myself to read so that I could run the, you know, the, the commands to you know, like the LOAD space quotation, comment, whatever, you know, like, that's like great Two two long. I was like three and I, and I had, I wanted to play raid over Moscow, like a good cold war kid, um, <laughs> raid over Bungland Bay or whatever they're called, like jump man, all the, all the classics. Yeah. Um, a jump man. Wow. I, and I played jeopardy because I was a nerd. Um, I was so bad at Jeopardy. I, I, I eventually just like remembered all the answers because I just kept playing it. Um, the thing I remember from Jeopardy the most is that the um, is the the question was and actually I'm, I'm forgetting the answer now but the 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 answer was this cat is like the has no tail or something like that and it was a links or links minks or yeah a minks or a links yeah that's yeah, exactly where I'm at too. <laughs> it's a classic one. Yeah, we know it, yeah it, whatever yeah. We were close think, enough right. Yeah um so I mean that that kind of graduate like I had like an older brother and older sister um they my 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 sister who was the oldest she wasn't into anything my brother really wasn't either like he would play occasionally if I'd like dragged him into it or asked okay. him um but like yeah like I was just like unique like I would play games and that was my thing. 
like I guess like I established my personality and that was the diff- the way in which I was different from my siblings. <laughs> okay. Um, they, yeah, they had talents and I had games. Um, so eventually I, you know, kind of aged into you know the those you know the classics, the Mario, Zelda, um, uh, whatever, Battletoads. Uh, yeah. Less classics, more aggravating. <laughs> so um, difficult. Yeah. So then I started um, like I got into like the RPG stuff probably like seventh eighth grade like when final fantasy 6 was still known as final fantasy 3 right sure uh, <laughs> i think yeah three right yeah like, that would have been final used, fantasy 3 yeah the proper like yeah when two uh, before generation. two was four and yeah, yeah right exactly like, and when japanese things didn't exist um simpler time <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah like once i found out about like i found out about that from my friend and like i played that and like lufia and those games and stuff like like, i was just like yeah i was just like i was like okay this is like what i like yeah so i started playing like those things more and more like i would still play other types but like like more and more that became my thing and then um i i had you know like moved on to playstation i didn't get i didn't mess around like up until like it was like playstation and 64 and then ps2 and then like i just stopped with consoles okay um and i just like moved like just stuck to pc gaming because it just seemed like uh, it made more sense to me Mm -hmm. um because i could build my own and it didn't really seem like a thing that i needed to do anymore to keep consoles up to date or you know keep buying new consoles when i could just get pc ports which are becoming more and more common yeah um so, you know, they, they were always, like, good, um, either open world or, you know, traditional RPGs for those. So I just kept playing them. I played 4X, like, um, um, or um, Civilization. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got into that kind of late. Like, I started with that with 5, but I really liked it. Um, Age of Empires, you know, like the Age of Empires games, uh, 2 and 3, I really sure. like. But, yeah, so... Um, Lately, I would say I've been monologuing for a while here. Sorry, but no, um, it's a, it's, a, it's a hard question. I mean, you're okay. giving me a good answer. It's I okay, wouldn't complain. Yeah, so, um, like lately, like like Crusader Kings two was like um, the thing that really. I don't know if you've ever played it, but like it's kind of notorious for having a, a, an incredibly steep learning curve, but then becomes very rewarding once you've mastered it. Yeah, people people swear by it. I mean, I've mostly seen yeah. screenshots, but um, yeah, I actually I like I'm of two minds of even like talking about it because I don't typically I don't tell people about it because I don't want to do that to them. <laughs> like I uh, <laughs> like I um I lost it when I discovered the Game of Thrones mod, which is incredible. It's really well done. Oh man. Um, sorry. <laughs> no, I mean it's it, I I may I'm a reluctant uh. I'm re- always reluctant to admit this on Twitter, but I'm of course I'm a big Game of Thrones fan. Yeah, I've read books, we, yeah. I've speaking the show, of Matt yeah. Christman, like yeah, like we we've been like shamed and I like it's we a, can't it's a... stand for it anymore. Like because like we don't want them to like use the prestige TV thing on us, but it's <laughs> right. not because like you know I don't I'm like I'm not going to apologize for books I started reading in the 90s. Sorry. <laughs> like, oh yeah, and I it was funny I was watching this is a total aside, but I was watching I'm behind on uh, Game of Thrones because it came out when uh, the first episode came out when I was away and then it it snowballed. Um, but uh, I, I just watched the first episode of this most recent season the other day, and I had been hearing so much online about how bad it was, like how much people were disappointed. And I watched it, and I was like, all right, yeah, there's some problems, but it's just like schlocky TV, which is like, yeah, all right, that's kind of what I was expecting at the beginning, and just was kind of pleasantly surprised by the dragons. Like, what yeah. do you want? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> that disappointed. This is exactly the yeah. the level of discourse I was expecting. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I mean, as long as you've said it, like, who, I mean, it does have some problematic things. Like, I think the show's fine. It had, it's had some things that have really pushed me to the edge. But you mm-hmm. know, like, I've kind of come to the conclusion that this is the only way that I'm actually going to get an end to this story. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Know, our, right. our, our pal Germ, our, our Martin, is not gonna fucking write that book. Well, now he's working on the prequel, apparently. So you know, yeah, he's, well, he's yeah, done. He's another prequel, yeah, the Valeria one that he wrote for the other prequel or the other world book. Mm-hmm. So and then wild cards and all the other shit that he does. So oh, geez. like you know what? Like like I've been invested in this story for over twenty years. Like just I don't care how I get my ending. Just give it to me. I just need an ending, right? Yeah, exactly. Please. Like let me put it behind me and then move on. <laughs> um, so going back to the to the to game thing, um, so Crusader Kings 2 is a good game in its own right, but the Game of Thrones mod is so well done by people who clearly have like have been like immersed in the world he created for a long time as well. Like it's all based on the book lore; it's not on the show lore really. Um, mm-hmm. There are a couple of Easter eggs like related to the video games in the show, but like it's all book lore. Um, okay. So it's it's really really de- it's deeper than the original game. Um, and it's wow. familiar. It's just all these characters that you know, like it's just completely populated. And it has like, I mean, you can put thanks to a world of ice and fire, like you know the the book that he read, you know the history book basically. Like, mm. like there's different eras you can play in, and they're all populated with characters. <laughs> so it's like it's incredible. It's incredible, yeah. So, I mean, I came up like I discovered that in I want to say 2012, like the first time and I discovered it around like October, September, October, and I think I came up for air the first time in like February. <laughs> and like, I, I was just like, Hold, like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I was like ashamed, but I, and like, I didn't touch it for a while. <laughs> yeah, just so um, too too enticing. Yeah, so yeah, that, that I think I mean I've been aware that I you know indulge um, my addictive behaviors for a long time, so it wasn't new to me that I do it. But that game, um, and then um, Mountain Blade is the other one. Yeah, sure. Um, which I again I don't know how familiar you are with it. I know um, uh, Andrew talked about it. And yeah, and I've, I've show with the music from Mountain Blade, which I yeah really I used that at the end, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I, I um I have I bought it during one of the Steam sales, the the sequel, the Mountain Blade like and two or whatever. It's not called Mountain Blade two, but it's definitely written by Bannerlord. I don't think it's out yet. Well, so what did I? I'll actually tell you. I have my library up. Okay. Um, I bought Mountain Blade, um, Warband. Yeah, Warband is the one you want. Um, that's the good one. That's the one the best mods are all based around. Okay. Um, and that one again. So the base game is fun, but it's also very grindy, very boring. Okay. Um, there's a mod out. There's actually several good mods, but the one that I play, um, like it's basically me and Tariq, <laughs> I guess, mm-hmm. like of all the people on Twitter <laughs> who even know about it, but it's called Prophecy of Pendor, and it is. It's really good. It's a little more fantasy oriented, but it's it's way more difficult, and it's way more fleshed out, and it's incredibly. It's extremely addictive. Okay. Um. So that's the other one that I'll like. Every time I fall off the wagon, it's those two games that do it to me. Like okay. they're the only ones that I play anymore. Like I have this huge Steam library and two white games that have been installed. Because like they're the only ones I deal with when I actually it- do play them. It's funny because, like, obviously, uh, you know, we don't want to make light of addiction. This is, I mean, and and you're not. I'm I'm the no. one in danger of doing it. Um, doing but it uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, I don't want to make light of addiction. But there's also this way in which, like, the way you're describing, you know, getting into video games and then like 
having these two games that you fall off the wagon with ultimately at the end of the day, it it reminds me like my my best friend, he wouldn't care about me saying this, he's an alcoholic um, or sort of like depending on how you sort of understand that ontology is or was or however you want to understand that, an alcoholic. And he, um, you know, I think if you asked him mostly he would drink beer or gin and wouldn't bother with anything else. And like, you know, at the beginning of when he was drinking, it would have been anything. By the end, it was like gin and occasionally beer. And it, it seems like on some level, this is like, it, for me, video games feed into that addictive personality because like I get sick when I drink too much alcohol. So it's not fun for me. Um, I'm super addicted to coffee, uh, but that's not really a fun vice. Uh, I mean, it's, useful but not fun uh yeah. but video games sort of occupy this this way in which like yeah like you can you can sort of develop the same you know ontology or or, or the same sort of like resemblance of um an addiction uh that really does kind of like bear itself out in the same kind of destructive ways uh, i think you're completely right um and those are you know the that 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 phenomenon that matt talked about was the the sort of false activation of the reward centers of the brain, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not false, it's real, it's just not based off of any real accomplishments. Um, and addiction is basically the same thing. You're getting sure. that, you know, and you just need more and more to get that same feeling. But I don't know, I don't know if, if games function on that exact same level, but I know it doesn't really matter as long as, like, you know, if it's any kind of addiction, it's an addiction. It doesn't matter if it's worse or better. Um, you know, if, if an alcoholic yeah, right, wants, to, wants to tell me that it's it's nowhere near, then I'm I don't that's fine. I'm perfectly willing to accept that. I'm not going <laughs> to argue it because like who would who would I be to do that? But um, like all I know is my own perspective here, and I know I know exactly where my thoughts drift the second I'm idle, and, and like I know that I have to consciously stop myself from doing it, and I know that I have to tell myself like that I need to have the patience to get through this like spike and and like need to indulge that. Like and then it'll pass for a time, and then I'll have it again. Um, so and I, I know what that is. I know that's addiction. Um, yeah. And you know, speaking of alcohol, I did, I did actually flirt is a terrible word for it, but kind of flirt on the edge of of, of that too when I was in the Air Force. Um, and I was you know getting into drinking as a young person might do on their own. Um, I I remember. <laughs> I, I always kind of call it the best one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Ironically, is you know my my friend and I went out on Christmas Eve because neither of us went home for the holidays and we we hit a bar and uh, God we just ordered everything like we just we had every type of drink and we just do you know anything we could as much as we could and mm-hmm. you know within a span of a couple hours we'd been tossed out and I was on the curb throwing up harder than I did I knew a person could throw up like yeah. I. In the exchange, I lost my glasses. I didn't. Even, I wasn't even aware of it. Um, I actually threw up so hard that I popped like all the blood vessels in my face. Oh, that's yeah, the worst. So, like, I walked around for like a month with a, a red spotted face, and my right eye was just like completely blood red. Ugh. And like I had to work the next morning, and I remember I woke up like six or seven hours later, and I was still drunk. And like, oh, and I, no. I, 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 okay, I'm not gonna say this laughing because I don't want to condone it, but I did drive to work, and I knew I shouldn't have. Right. Luckily, like nothing came of it. I had to put on my prescription sunglasses because I didn't have my glasses anymore. But oh, uh, no. they kind of questioned me on the gate about that. They're like, "What? Well, you know, what are you doing?" <laughs> like, I would expect they would. Yeah, you're going yeah, on a base. Yeah. But luckily, nothing came of it. And then, um, I I spent. We were doing tw- in the military, especially in 24-hour places. Um, 
you will often do like seven on seven off for the holidays and like people will get their choice of whether they want Christmas or New Year's and I always did New Year's because I didn't give a shit about Christmas mm-hmm. um, so I worked you know, it was Christmas Eve so I came in and worked Christmas and it was me and two other people and I just like I spent the first eight hours of the shift just wrapped around the toilet and I didn't move oh. so what that did um, you know I, before that, was a person who once did, like, 17 consecutive shots of tequila and, like, walked it off. Um, I could no longer stomach beer without throwing up. I couldn't have one, like, Bud Light without wow. without throwing up. And it totally so, turned you off. It. Yeah, it completely yeah. ruined something that probably would have ruined my life otherwise because that, that <laughs> tendency runs very strong in my family. That's really interesting. And it's, it's, it's also, like, it's fascinating to hear that. And, you know, again, like... I don't mean fascinating in the way that like I'm trying to infantilize you. Like it's just fascinating the way that you you pair that up, uh, you know, intentionally or otherwise, with this uh, account of playing uh, Crusader Kings with like losing those months basically, where like you 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 dove into CK2 and then like sort of came up for air and you were like, whoa, that was that was crazy. Um, but with alcohol, there's sort of like that physiological thing pushing you away at that point right like after that yeah. huge binge yes. like with the video games though there's no sort of like there's not a physiological binge there's like you as you said like you felt a little there bit of shame or a little bit of regret um yeah not to contradict you completely because i no, no please but, um the only one that me. there is the, the only one there is is that if you if you maintain your addiction for long enough and you age into your mid-30s like i have um just the act of sitting in one place for a very long time uh, <laughs> really fucking hurts so, yeah, it's it's no fun actually. Yeah, I, like like during my last binge, I actually um, because my new desk, my, it's it's a nice enough desk, it's very solid and I like it, but it's just a little too high off the ground. So oh, like no. the angle at which I hold my arm in order to maintain it on the mouse um, is not conducive to like hours long sessions. So mm. like I I did it for like a weekend straight, like a couple weekends straight. I just like gamed, and then. You know, I tell myself, as you probably are familiar with, I could tell myself it's going to be like a brief thing, and then all of a sudden it's Monday and I have to go to work. Um, yeah, sure, of course. But like, I like I noticed this like pain started like radiating up my arm, and like before long, I could just barely move my arm for like a week, um, and like I started getting like neck pain, and so like, again, it's like it's like my own body is like coming to the rescue because it's like clearly I can't fucking trust you to do this yourself, so like, I gotta I gotta ruin shit for you, so. Like, so, I, <laughs> you know, it's nice to have to have cruise control with with my own stupid impulses and I, impulse control or lack thereof. But I would like to be able to control myself on my own, which I clearly can't do. So it's it's at least nice that something something else is taking care of that for me. Yeah, your body really has clumped, come in in the clutch for you a little bit. Like yeah, that's uh, that's kind of nice actually. My shitty ass life. <laughs> um. So let me ask. Like so. I mean, it's all super interesting to think about to think about video games this way. And obviously, like, um, you know, one of the things that always comes to mind when I think about binging video games, which, you know, I think if you're listening to the show as a gamer or someone who enjoys games, and I know there's like a diverse audience or I hope there's a diverse audience. Um, not everyone has done this, but like a lot of us have. And, and it, it is there is sort of like this mixture of shame and exhaustion and weirdness about the whole thing. And, and you can fall into like playing 12 hours of yeah. video games and, like, not knowing it. Yeah, it's like um, if you first start a Jango and you feel that shame afterwards. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and when you first start doing that, you can uh, you can fall into hours and hours of it. Exactly. Uh, 
<laughs> um, once again, something your mid thirties will uh, take care of. <laughs> um, uh, but it's, don't don't age past thirty, kids. Yeah, we're all dead from the waist down. It's Sorry. brutal. Um, it's 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 tough to tough to tell you, but it's true. <laughs> um, but no, the like the um. I'm reminded of of and maybe you remember them the old uh in the old manuals for like NES and Super Nintendo games uh I think Genesis games like especially those like not quite uh obviously not quite first generation but that that generation that sort of introduced binging um in some ways there were like little warnings that told you to stop playing after like two hours and go outside yeah yeah um, I always think about those and when I was a kid thinking like well, that's the most ridiculous warning in the world like I'm never gonna do <laughs> yeah, that yeah like who cares I, I yeah I it kind of sucks. I used to be able to just like even even with books. Like when I was a teenager, I would my summer vacations. You know, I would go out and play with friends, but I would go. I would just lay in bed and I would pick up a book and I would get up when I was done with the book. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus, try that now. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, try that you're, now you're... and try to move afterwards. Like the next day, I, yeah. So um, it's not you're always sleep before it's... the book's over too. What's that? You sleep before the book's over too. In my case. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's my like, thing. Yeah, I, it's like I can't even lay down and read anymore because I'll fall asleep. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that happened to me a lot. I had um when I read uh um Capital Volume One when I was in grad school. It was for a class basically on Capital Volume One, which is super handy. Yeah, that's convenient. Uh, yeah, I know it was, it was a great class. But um, I would read Capital in bed, and I'm here to tell you that was not a good choice. <laughs> that was not not the easiest thing to pull off. Um, but yeah, like there's this, there's, um, I, you, you sort of hint at it. There are these things that are, are taken from us or, or that we sort of like, um, that we choose not to do or we preclude, um, by way of gaming. So like, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not anti-gaming on the show. Obviously I very <laughs> much enjoy gaming and like, it's important to me to game in some ways. It relaxes sure. me. Like, yeah. the, I would, I would say like, you know, if I were to defend gaming in the same way as drug use, I would say like playing a game operates the same way for me as saying like having a beer after a long day. Like it helps me sort of like disconnect. Um, but there are things that we sort of give up. So like in trying to quit gaming, have you found that like those things come back into your life? Are you reading more? Are you doing things Um, that aren't gaming more? They, they do, but it's not, it it seems like it's not, it, it gets less and less easy. Like I have to consciously reintroduce them. And I have to make myself do them when I know that I'd rather, you know, do the do the familiar. Um, and then once I start, it's okay. Um, and I actually, um, last year I actually went through a really good spell of about two or three months um, where I was renting space in a house. A guy I had been living with for like five years, a good friend of mine. He finally decided to sell his house, so I knew I had, you know, I'd had to I had to find a new place, um, right. which I'm in now. But um, he basically was putting up the market and he wanted to, you know, put it up for sale, which meant I had to, you know, pack up my, you know, clean. And, and I decided basically that I was going to just pack up my computer at that time so that I could get rid of my old desk and, and just clear up the space and make, make it more presentable for him. Um, and what that did for me with my desktop packed away was I, you know, didn't have anything, to, you know, I, I couldn't game anymore. I couldn't, play, you know, I had shitty laptops. So I couldn't do the, like, you know, game on those, not anything that I would actually enjoy. Sure. Um, <laughs> and it went long enough where, the impulse actually kind of went away and I started to read more and, and I started picking up like followers on Twitter cause I was on there all day. 
Um, which is, I don't know if that's good. I it's its I own addiction. It's different. It, it was definitely like we could do a whole different show about Twitter addiction. Um, which, I mean, that would be a whole different podcast about that, Twitter addiction. That'll, that'll, yeah, I guess maybe that'll be my thing. I'll do it. I'll do it the, uh, the the Twitter podast. <laughs> I'd listen. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do actually worry that I'm just like replacing one one addiction for another. Um, so I, I often like will talk about how I want to write, and I see myself as a writer who doesn't write. Um, and, and I think a lot of that is because I just do things that are easier and familiar. Um, and, and I want to keep doing it. And I do, I am actually like making myself do it now and, and grind through it. Um, instead of going back to, you know, CK2 or Mountain Blade or whatever. Mm. Um, I've actually like, like Steam is off the computer. Um, all the games are what? installed. So. It's just the problem with Steam is like it's it's like 15 minutes to reinstall it and then like download the games and reinstall them. So it's just it's like always it's not right even there. a barrier. Yeah. So like I can't actually, sell your games anymore. Right. Exactly. Not, like yeah. like I'm actually like I'm debating like offering to either sell or just give away like the pieces of my computer to people who might want a gaming rig or something because I mean it's fairly decent. You know, like it's not top of the line, but I did mm-hmm. upgrade some stuff this year, so it's it's okay. But but yeah, that aside. Um, you could do the tree bro thing of um of uh not of heroin overdose. This is a story I've told on this podcast before where I didn't know that that's how I didn't know the tree bro had died that way. Um and I mentioned it to someone that like I'd like to go out on mm. Twitter like tree bro and they they got real quiet. Oh no. <laughs> I meant no 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 like his last four tweets. Um so if you don't know these last four tweets like basically tree bro um sort of famous uh weird Twitter guy um did this thing where he basically created he set up a four-step process to just logging out of twitter forever um and it involved like coming up with a random string of numbers uh making an email address that was that at gmail.com <laughs> coming up with another random string of numbers making that the password yeah um and then setting his twitter to that yeah. and then setting his twitter password to another random string of numbers and then logging off forever <laughs> um there's, yeah, there's, like, there's yeah. kind of simplicity in that yeah um yeah, my friend has offered to, um, like, if I wanted to just change my password or whatever and, and give it to him, and I'm like, I could just reclaim it. Like, I could just like use my email and get it back. It's not gonna do anything. If like, if I'm if I'm jonesing hard, like, that's not gonna stop anything. I'll just call Valve. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Your yeah, name's the, attached to it, right? One, one of the things I really like, and one of the things I actually skipped in my um, in my journey through the various types of shitty games, um, was uh. I actually got really into World of Warcraft for a while. Okay. And that was I think that I think that's the worst. And and I think a lot of people would probably agree for obvious reasons that getting into an MMO is like a whole different level of of bad as far as addiction and just 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 how they're cre- they're kind of created to trigger and 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 activate those reward centers like on a daily basis where you just keep doing the same things and or you know work towards goals and nothing ever ends. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I did get. So I actually tried picking it up in like '06, and I played for like a month, and it bored the shit out of me. Um, and then like '08 happened. Um, so '08 ha- like so '08 was like transition year, and like mm-hmm. a whole bunch of really traumatic shit, like a really messy breakup, and just com- all family relations falling apart. Oh. Um, and then like within that space, like it was just like one thing after another that culminated with a cancer diagnosis. So oh, I was like, geez. you know, I'm just gonna play Warcraft. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm fucking done. Like, you deserved it at yeah, that point. Like, like I don't, I don't like, think anyone would blame you. Yeah, I'm like completely disowned. I'm getting out of it at work, and I'm like going to cancer treatments on my lunch break. I'm like, I don't want to do things like so. 
I started playing again in 08 and 09, 09 mostly. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> it it uh it was it was just like it was an escape from things that I you know I think very reasonably wanted to escape from. Sure. Needed to for a while and but like I got well for starters I got really fucking good at it. Um, so I, I joined like a raiding guild and you know this is like at the peak of popularity. Um, for a time we were, we were like a top 200, even a top 100 guild. And like, wow. I was like number one ranked for like, you know, like my, the class of priests that I played and like the raid bosses. So That's incredible. That, like in some of us, I was really good. Like with, with, you know, cause I just put my whole life into it. So, you know, I would do theory crafting and read up on like, you know, what the best, you know, builds and, and, and play styles were and stuff like that. So it's pathetic to even talk about now, but you know, I just, oh. I poured everything into it cause I just didn't want to care about anything else. So. I mean, that went on for a few years. Um, I think the last time I logged in was like 2013. And I, I'd been playing sporadically by then anyway. I wasn't playing full-time. Um, mm-hmm. I, full, full-time, I think, is not a bad phrase there. because like Troubling the peak, distinction, yeah. Well, at the, at, the pink, at the peak of rating, it, it really did feel like, and I referred to it as like a whole, like a second full-time job because we just like, you know, it was, it was like at least three days a week for like just multiple hours of just grinding through these repetitive, you know, encounters. It just it became a lot less fun over time. I I can imagine. <laughs> so yeah, I once, mean, there's... once the I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no, please finish. No, I was just saying once, once kind of once I started kind of emerging from the the haze and, and the, or the destruction of of just what had happened, like the the need to be there just you know became gradually less. So I like. I told myself that I was going to transition back to single-player games um, <laughs> because single-player games end, and so I didn't have to just you know, play all the time. Um, but unfortunately, Crusader Kings 2 happened, and Crusader Kings 2 doesn't end because it's the most no, endlessly yeah. replayable game in history. Yeah, single-player games don't end anymore. That, no. that's, that's a, I mean, there's something there's something very interesting. Like, there's there's two ways of looking at at you know your your account of video games there because. You know, on one hand, there is, as you say, like it's a second job, and there's there's sort of like a second, the second moment where you're taking mm-hmm. everything you do, and sublating it to, um, or sublating it through like uh, another piece of labor. Like you're not, you know, I think like the the platonic version of this, and this is nonsense in a lot of ways, but the platonic version of it would be like, you know, you make like, you make something out of your own two hands, out of a piece of wood or something like that, uh, to express yourself, or you produce something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and in video games, you don't produce anything, just like yeah. at a job, you don't produce anything, you're sort of like, it's all imaginary. <laughs> it is, it's, it's kind of, it's hilarious, because like, I would, uh, I took it upon myself at the peak of my, my wow prowess. Um, cause like I was just like dissatisfied with the level of preparation with my guild, for my guild. So like I would like log in hours ahead of time to make sure that like I had time to go fishing so like I could make the feast food so that would give us the bus for the raid and shit. It's just, like, you guys fucking suck. Like you're like, like anti like, come prepared. <laughs> you're so. into practice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they were, they were, they were four comrades. Like they didn't, yeah. you know, there was no solidarity. <laughs> I had to do everything. <laughs> but you know, but on the other hand, like when you say that, like there, there's something, there's something very personal about video games in that way where like you're not it the, sort of like the person getting your surplus labor there is you yeah. in, in a sense right like you're sort of mining your own free time for yeah. an escape something something that you're you can you can use as a momentary distraction whereas at work you're sort of doing this for someone else's profit and yes. you know that's something that's something that's really good um yeah. but on the other hand it it 
as games become endless, as these things become like, you know, rapidly sort of progressing into the horizon as, you know, oh, I want to do this, it'll make me happy. I want to do this, it'll make me happy. I want to do this, mm-hmm. it'll make me happy. Um, it starts to resemble work in a, in a, in it, a, it really a did. really troubling way. It really did. It, 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 felt, it was like a mix of work and... And, and like and just kind of obligation because you know like I did like them like I made friends with a lot of those people um, including like you know some who are actually local and I know in person I haven't seen in a long time but um, it, it, by the end like at least the last half year like I didn't even want to be there like I was done and I had mentally checked out but like I kept showing up because you know they had invested so much time in me and and like you know it's really it really is difficult for ten or twenty five people or whatever to to work together and, and to get those like you know like the hard mode stuff down like you spend so much time doing it like I didn't want to you know abandon them during a tier where you know like because you know like expansions come out and then they roll yeah. out like the different tiers of bosses and raids and stuff so like I tried to make sure that I stuck through until like we got done with it which I did and I was just like I, I left and I had my authenticator on my which I had an iPhone at the time and I just got rid of every, like I just never it's still on there. I, that phone is still sitting around somewhere, but like I just never use it again. And like if I even attempted to log in, I wouldn't be able to without a lot of effort. So um, I think that's been good. Um, I haven't even thought about logging in in a long time, but if I did, that would stop me. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> so I'm glad. So I guess I guess the question I have then is, you know, it, it makes a ton of sense why you why you would turn to 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 WoW then, um, and like why that would be such a I don't know, like such a such a perfect kind of escape in, in a lot of ways because it does allow you to kind of dive into social world building mm-hmm. um, in a way that I don't know the way you're describing it. It's it's both this very solipsistic individualist mm-hmm. way and then also very collaborative social thing. Yeah, it, it is. So there is a. I think maybe it's just the fact that like. You can be sociable, but you also have a lot more control over how sociable you want to be and like what your mm-hmm. obligations are to people. Um, like you, you're never gonna have the kind of fallout if you if you flub an interaction with somebody there. <laughs> you know, you can be the world's biggest piece of shit to a random person you meet in a dungeon. It's just not gonna matter. Or you can be kind and get whatever reward you get from that. Um, so like you can kind of, you know, <laughs> spoof, I guess. The, the real satisfaction you would get from actual human connections. Um, Again, like Twitter. Yeah. It's sort of sounding a lot like Twitter. To a large degree. I would I give Twitter a little more credit. I know you're being a little bit, at least a little bit. I'm being, I'm being yes. facetious, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, since, you know, there's real people and we actually, like, DM and talk about real things, there's more of a connection. Yeah. And, you know, like, everybody in Chicago right now is meeting up and fucking, so there's that. Um, I'm so so pleased content, that I'm not or, in Chicago anymore, so I don't have to. So I don't have to be around all that. That would be as as wait, a mid thirty person. Are you back in Philly, or are you in? Yeah, okay. I'm around Philly now. I always yeah, forget yeah, yeah. if I if you're in Chicago and I think you're from Philly, or you're in Philly and I think you're from Chicago. It's kind of both. Um, <laughs> I was when I was in Chicago, I was always from Philly, and now in a way, I'm from Chicago. Um, but yeah, so I'm back in Philly now. Uh, back back in the area where where no one meets for democratic socialist conventions, um, but uh, batteries thrown at you if you try. Yeah, exactly. Well, we'll show you if you try to organize. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's. I I really like the way you're saying that the the idea of like spoofing yeah. spoofing interaction in a way. But I wonder, and, and if you're if you're comfortable saying it, like why 
what what brings you to video games now? Why why do they still have such a, a like a hold on you? I don't know. Like that's that's mm. kind of the thing. Is like I it's just because I've always done it. Um, mm. I mean, you think, like I'm gonna turn 36, you know, soon, and I've been doing it for more than 30 years. Yeah. Like it's just it's something that I've done a lot for. It's it's the thing I've done more than anything else in my life. Like consistently, you know, like 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 my gaming habit has survived. A, an intense fascination with baseball, just you know, both playing it and following it, and knowing like every single player and their like vitals and stuff, stats, you know, date of birth, when you like had their baseball cards. It survived, you know, it's it's seen that entirely through to the point where I just could not possibly care less about baseball now. Oh, like, no. It's seen it's seen me, you know. Oh, sorry. It's, no, it's okay. Know, it's, it's seen the birth of my basketball interest, which is, you know, at least as intense as the baseball interest used to. It's alive and well as as, yeah, as Twitter. And I, yeah, but you know, it might. I would like it not to be there by the time the basketball thing fades, if it ever does. But it might be, you know. It's just the only the only things that have been there with me for, you know, the only thing that's been there with me for for any kind of similar length of time has been, you know, the, the enjoyment of, of writing and storytelling. So that's kind of the thing that I'm trying to replace it with, which is I think mm. a much more healthy and productive thing. And then maybe I'll even actually like start phasing in real human friendships <laughs> back into the equation since uh, I think people need those, I hear. Um, uh, well, you know, that's a rumor. Um, I've, I've heard it, but I don't know how much I trust yeah, it. Yeah, yeah no, it's just one of those things that people say on Twitter for numbers. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's the, I mean, there's so many interesting things to say there. Like, the, the one is... The one is that, you know, habit... I. I I got a lot of backlash for the for the Matt Christman episode, um, in part because people really wanted me to to defend video games more full throatedly. Um, I don't think I, you can. Like, okay, I, I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but no, please, I cut wanted me off. to tell it because. So here's the thing. You, you said this earlier, and I had this thought before we, you know, when we talked about me coming on the show, and you know, there's a big difference between you know, what I perceive to be with your situation and mine. Um, you have your family, your daughter. You have, you know, you have you, what you're doing with your, with you know your education, your degree, and 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 now you're trying to find that you know your next, I guess, phase of your career there. Yeah, something, right? Well, yeah. you, whatever, you know. No, yeah. You have your family. You have your you have fulfilling things that you then supplement with, you know, something that you enjoy and what you said earlier to let off steam. Mm-hmm. So, you have um, and and they're not foolproof, but you have natural kind of choke points, inhibitors that, you know, they're, they're, they're barriers that can stop you a little more organically from going over the edge than someone like me who, you know, I, I have no desire. Like, like I'm fine. I love people and I like having friends, but, and like, I'm, you know, do relationships whenever, if I feel like it, but like, I will not cohabitate and, like I'm completely isolated from family, so like there's a danger for me. Like I mm-hmm. spend a lot of time alone, and I enjoy it, and I'm fine with it. But there are things that like like you know, with more people around, could like just more naturally over the course of events pull me out. And when I get into that you know kind of troublesome area where I could yeah. easily sink back in. Hmm. So I don't know if that made sense. No, it totally makes sense. And actually, it's 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 something that that lines up with with another thing I was thinking, which is that like one of the dangerous things or one of the troubling things about gaming, and one of the reasons that like you know I could defend gaming as like sort of a thing, or I could defend video game as like a thing you do occasionally, or like mm. 
um, a, 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 an object, an object of aesthetic interest, or something like that. Like, oh, that's very interesting to me. Whatever. More so the latter than the former. I'm not really all that interested in like telling people to go game. That's not <laughs> yeah. at all interesting to me. Yeah, it just it um, doesn't need to be an identity. It really shouldn't be an identity. No, no, 100% not. I completely agree with you there. Yeah. Um, but the the what, how you described gaming as habit as mm-hmm. something that like is familiar and so like becomes a default state. Yeah. Um. I mean that's really that's really incisive and especially with uh, what you were just saying about like the dangers of falling into it without uh, certain structures around or certain like choke points as you say. Yeah. Like that's 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 very compelling and very evocative because of course, you know I mean, we all want to fall back on habits and unless we sort of. I don't know, either through self-control, which I will confess I have very little of, um, or or um, outside uh, constrictors, uh, you you know, habit is what we all fall back on. Right. Yeah, and, and so, yeah, um, habit and, and obligation, I think. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as there much you as obligation, you know, sucks, um, if you don't have other people, like, that really rely on you, like, if it's just me... Um, you know, I've I've fucked up and, and been unemployed for six months and disappeared into you know a, a video game hole. Um, mm-hmm. I did it with Stellaris when I left my job as my a couple jobs ago. Um, I, I left thinking because I, I I left the previous job. Actually, got laid off the first time ever, but <laughs> I, yeah. I was I they let me go on a Monday and by Wednesday I had an interview and by Friday of that week I had that job lined up the new job wow and I was I was ecstatic I was just amazed that that had happened to me because it was like the highest paying job I'd ever had with the best benefits I'd ever seen and it just turned out to be just an absolute hell you know just 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 nightmare of a scenario of a situation where, um, the amount of hours I was expected to put in plus a really really bad situation with one particular coworker who apparently was just like about as worse of a human being as you can be and still function in like everyday society oh. like, like to the point where I mean he had feuded individually with every single member of my department um, my boss had admitted that he more often than not wants to choke him the CEO hated him but he was so good at his job that they just like would not let him go and he was like wow. my life miserable so I eventually left and you know thinking like oh it was so easy to get a job last time like things must be getting better and so I, I left in like April, and <laughs> I didn't start my next job until almost October. So oh wow! I I Stellaris came out like around that like not too long before that. So like I just like picked <laughs> that up and like the first month I think I just played that and you know casually applied for jobs, but thinking like oh you know, I, I can hold myself over with my savings. Um, yeah. What little yeah. I had, uh, and I ended up. <laughs> I I was in a position where I might have actually been able to buy a house if I had kept that job for like a year. Wow. To completely maxing out every credit card and going into huge debt again, which I'm oh, no. just now starting to like begin to pay down. Um, so that was a huge. I mean, it wasn't a mistake because I I, sh- I I had to leave. Like there was no way I would have been able to work that job. But yeah, that that sucked. And then I fell into that hole again. And and really, you know, it was kind of lucky that my my roommate had decided to sell the house at that point because I had to put the PC away. Um, not, yeah, not too long before I, I'd actually found this current job that I'm at, and you know, so I, I was in mm. a good place when I started this job, and I'm actually doing really well, and I'm like good. impressing people for the first time in like ten years because I'm actually following through with things and doing them and, and doing them well. So you've always impressed your friends on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know what's going on, on Twitter. That's another story. 
Well, I've always been impressed, but I, I, you know, well, whatever, I whatever. If there are any justice in this world, I'd be, I'd be at least thirty k. So, I, <laughs> I tweet, true. I tweet with a chip on my shoulder. Yeah, well, no, good. You're like, you're like the, uh, you're like the Chris Bosh of tweeting. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a superstar. Like, you have to believe that you're the best, and you have to believe that everybody's your enemy if you're going to be the best. <laughs> That's so. right. Maybe you're the, maybe you're the Bill Russell of tweeting. <laughs> Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's the limit of my basketball knowledge. I just I just use it all. Everybody's racist um, to me, just like Bill Russell. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and I I think I think the what you said about obligation. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to you know this is another thing that I is probably more a little more fraud on Twitter than it is in real life. But I don't want to I don't want to necessarily saddle you with the uh, with any sort of Catholic identity, uh, <laughs> metaphorical or otherwise. Um, but Don't go there is this, on me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get deep into weird Marxist Catholic Twitter. Um, uh, but it's it's the, the distinction you make between habit and obligation. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it, it seems to map on to me, and maybe it doesn't. Maybe maybe you can you can of course contradict me here. Um, but it seems to map on to you know habit and obligation map on really cleanly to gaming and writing. Um, mm-hmm. Where like in fact like spending like I'm 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 thinking about how that six months would have felt for you, or anyone. So I'm not you know being presumptuous, but anyone if they had gamed for six months versus if they had written for six months, like even if the the actual sort of outcomes were the same, you still went into debt. It was still really hard to find a job. Whatever. You come out the other side, and when you game, it's like you sort of you sort of look into your like what you've accomplished, and it seems so ephemeral and fleeting and meaningless. And if you write something, you can look at it and say, like, I wrote this, I did this. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if there's, like, I don't know if there's a moral element to it or, like, a psychological element or what it is, but there is sort of, like, something, It's there's something a lot harder about obligation, but then at the end, something much more fulfilling. So to the corollary or to supplement what you just said, which I completely agree with, um, in World of Warcraft, and I don't know if you've ever played. Uh, I haven't, no. So basically, like... You know, depending on whatever tier of content you're in, you know, one various city will be like sort of the hub for either one faction or both of the factions, where like all the high level players play, you know, hang out when they're not doing stuff. Okay. Um, and, and and so one of the very common, maybe like the most common thing to do on your downtime, either when you're like idling between like like waiting for people to log on or whatever, is or you're just doing your like daily trading on the auction house, is you find a place. That's kind of like on one of the main avenues, corridors or whatever, and like you hang out there in your fancy ass raid gear, mm-hmm. and or you show off your like super rare mount or whatever like kind of like status symbol that would otherwise be associated with like accomplishment, and like that's what you do. Like, like you know, you know who the celebrities are on the server, like the people who are really good or in the best guilds, and like which was mine on my server. Um, so nice. we had, like, the place of honor. And, like, we would stand on, like, you know, like, in a certain area, and, and we would all have, like, the best-looking stuff. And, like, people would just, like, gather around. Like, like just, like, it was, like, a proximity thing. And it was, like, it was, like, an actual feeling that you were something and you were nothing. But it, it gave mm. you that feeling that, you know, you actually did, like, matter and, and have some kind of prestige. So you can yeah. fall into that trap really easily. And I think it, it really... It does a good job, at least you know, for a while, of mimicking what it might feel like to actually write a book that people cared about and wanted to read and wanted to talk to you about because of who you were. Like if you accomplish sure. something, it's like you know, you're the first people on this server to kill this boss on the hard mode. <laughs> like 
it's, yeah. it's nothing. It's fucking bullshit. But it's you wouldn't know it by just surrounding yourself with lessers. <laughs> you know, like you're you're lesser gamers. That's really interesting, and and it's it speaks to that kind of like, you know, it speaks to the way that, or it speaks to why. Let me say, gamers immediately become like super defensive about this, oh, yeah. right? Where like, there's this this feeling that is really it's at once like terrifying and offensive when you think about what like, oh, I spent a hundred hours in this game, or I spent a thousand hours yes. in this game, or more. Um, obviously, in the case of like certain MMOs, people have spent much more than a thousand hours. Oh, yeah. um, the the you think about that, and then you're like, oh, I could have done something with that, or like yes. I did something, and it's so limited, I could have probably done something more. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's a totally natural feeling, I think. Yeah. Um, but it's not a pleasant one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you can like you can type the slash plate or whatever command in there, and you can actually see. How many like in in game real time hours and days and years you've spent in in that world, and mm-hmm. I think most people, if not everyone, gets to a certain point where they stop using that command. Like you don't yeah. you don't even look at it anymore. And I know I didn't after a certain point because I just didn't want to know. Yeah, why would you? Yeah, exactly. I'm like I don't I don't want to think about how I could have gotten a degree in the time I've been playing this bullshit fucking game. <laughs> I mean, I think then I think then like recognizing that or sort of like. I, you know, it seems to me, and this maybe is a little too poetic, so, you know, if it's a little too cute by half, let me know. <laughs> but the, uh, or, or, you know, on the on the Twitter account at, at, at no cartridge, let me know. Um, uh, <laughs> the, um, you know, there, there's, there's a way in which, like, actually wanting to quit or actually trying to quit or actually trying to, like, turn over a new leaf is a way of, like, actually looking at those hours again or sort of, like, making them real for you. Like, using the command again and kind of, like, you know, not literally, of course, but, like, thinking to yourself, like, how much time did I spend and what can I do in the future to spend it better? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, Sorry, was there more? No, no, that's it. I was going to do the converse uh, macabre version, which would just be, like, a slash played suicide note. But, no, um, that's a little (laughs) too dark. But, well, that's real dark. But I did. But I think it does. Like that is kind of where like my mind went. I was like, "What the fuck have I done?" Um, and that and that was one of the, yeah, just that thought. Like, so it, it was it was a there's the, the knowledge of how much I'd spent, um, you know, just just at all. But then relative mm-hmm. to what was becoming more and more obvious in game, especially like when I was lingering in the cities and you'd be in trade chat, which was never used for trade. It was trade. For, it was used for like, you know, baby's first politics. It was always like some <laughs> horrible brand of libertarian, like, you know, gamer shit. I can't believe it. Yeah. So On a world just, of Warcraft server? <laughs> exactly. Well, it just became so undeniably clear and unavoidably clear that this was not a place where I belonged. Um, and mm. if I could not intuit that on my own, like they were there to remind me constantly. So yeah. just, just like on any level, like, like not who I, who I am identity wise, gender wise, like anything you could age wise, any possible thing you could think, like I did not belong there. Um, mm. so ultimately that was like helpful because it's like, I, it's like, I spent a lot of time in a place where I hate everybody. <laughs> so I was like, why am I here? <laughs> yeah. And I, I guess like, um, one of the things that that you just said there, and, and we can we can start wrapping up, but um, uh, one of the things I don't want to keep you too long, but the you mentioned that there's a way in which um, you think about like what have I done, like yes. oh no, what did I do at this time? Yeah. Um, and th- one of the things that I find, and maybe maybe it's just me or maybe it's everyone, I'm not sure, but one of the things I find so 
um, rewarding about video games is the ability to, at any given point, if you've backed yourself into a corner to start again or to start over on something again and, like, actually get your time back in, in a certain way. Like, you can't screw up enough in, like, say, a single-player game. I'm sure you could in an MMO, but in a single-player game, you can't screw up enough that you can't dig yourself out of that hole or, failing that, start a new quest. Um, and there's something that, that, like, it doesn't feel like you could do that in life. Uh, but, of course, like, you know, even though both of us are in our 30s and we'll complain about that... Um, that's not the end of life quite yet. There's still time to kind of start over or do something new, even if it's not, you know, a new career or whatever necessarily, although there's time to do that too. Um, you know, there's time to start writing more. There's time to do this. Or there's yeah. time to do that. And like, I think the recognition that, you know, it's worth kind of working toward that, uh, tangible or material, um, starting over and not just kind of the easy like well i'm just going to start a new game of this or i'm going to start like trying to do something else yeah. or i'm going to play like you know hard i'm gonna i'm gonna restart my dark souls campaign and like play through it again or whatever um God. you know that that's a that's a i you know people are going to get on me about this but that's a to me that seems like a very noble uh impulse yeah yeah just just on the dark on the dark souls thing i think <clears throat> if you wanted like a, a true to life dark souls like you, you would be like a version of a person playing a video game, and you would start off like completely healthy, and just like the better you did, the more like hollowed, hollowed out you became, and and soulless and withered, and like by the time you won, you'd just be this just decrepit, you know, decrepit, disgusting thing that you, know, you couldn't you couldn't bear to look at. Um, that would that would, that would be the, that would be games. my if I created a video game, that would be the game I I would sell like no copies and I'd be murdered. <laughs> you, yeah, you and you'd be called the next Jack Thompson. Um, but I think like I think there's something to be said about. I mean, this is this is not just video games. Like this is something that people have said about novels or plays or or whatever for years. That and for hundreds of years that the like that they're these um they they lure you in. They're like they're like um, Narcissus's pond, where like you can you can stare in and lose yourself. Yeah. And it's not. To say that, like, there's a danger in video games is not to say that they are a dangerous medium. It's just to say, like, you can get obsessed with ephemera and forget that you're kind of living your life. Um, this is just the new sort of efficient way to do it. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I, I, I don't, I, maybe it's, we've probably gone on too long to get into it, so I'll stop. No, no, please, go ahead. No, just, just that's kind of, I think that's kind of what Matt was getting at, though, that is that they're, they are kind of pernicious and dangerous on a level that, that doesn't really present itself with a lot of other more traditional pursuits or distractions or, or anything like there. I don't know if I can put it into words extemporaneously maybe, but it just, it, it seems so self-contained and, and almost cynically and intentionally designed around mimicking living a life and, and, and achieving things and, and feeling that sense of completion and accomplishment and, and accomplishment that, Pursuing anything else just just seems like it's it just isn't going to have that same level of entrapment built into it that mm. they deliberately do more and more so these days. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Obviously, like writing 
writing something, and I mean, I've written my share of things. Like, it's an imperfect process. Um, it, you never get the perfect thing, and in a video game, you can. Like, it's built so that you can 100% it. Yeah. Um, whereas you're never going to 100% an essay. Right. Uh, there's always going to be something wrong with it. Yeah. Uh, and that, yeah, I think you're right. Like, there's, again, like, you can say the only two things in the world that are really built that way, for better or for worse, are video games and labor, like <laughs> modern labor practices. Yeah, you're saying, yeah, there's no escape from either. No, right, exactly. Like, and especially, like, you know, disruptive or gamified working practices. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just, you're, that's, that seems more, and it doesn't mean that they themselves are morally bad, uh, but video games, labor, of course, is, uh, such, <laughs> such as it is today. Uh, but but, uh, but um, it's not like video games are morally bad, but, you know, they do present this deeply seductive mm-hmm. time sink. Yep, I think so. And it's just, yeah, it's just, there's, there's just, it, you, it's just something that you can do. You know, if you so choose, you, you never have to even see or talk to another human, but you can still feel like you did in a way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, and I'm not saying that there's, you know, humans kind of suck too, so that, you know, you, people <laughs> probably should make some kind of effort to interact, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I I think that it, you know, like I said, if you're if you're like me and you already kind of skirt that line where you're you're already kind of dangerously like isolated, I don't think indulging that behavior and impulse is is a good way to go for for mm. somebody like myself. You know, people need to make their own decisions, and people like you seem to have a much healthier balance, and I think you can do it completely in a healthy way, but. <laughs> Thanks for saying so. It's okay if you don't think that too. Well, no, you know, I mean, you seem fine. Like you have your family, you have your career, and you have your other pursuits. Do my best. Um, and like <laughs> there, you know, there are times when I have to look around and take stock of the fact that, um, especially on Twitter, where I am a soon-to-be 36-year-old who has one tenth, if I'm lucky, of the accomplishments of you know 20-year-olds who are walking around, and that's because I've lost half my life at least to a meaningless pursuit. Mm-hmm. A pursuit from which I have nothing to show for it. Nobody wants to hear about like the unique mounts I have in World of Warcraft. And if they did, I wouldn't want to have anything to do with them because that's weird. <laughs> you know, so I'm just I'm actually just like I'm, I'm scrapping all my questions about your unique mounts. Um, <laughs> Seriously, scribbling away in the back. Don't 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 ask this. Um, yeah, and but I, I you know to 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 sort of push the hopeful note too, like. The observation that that's happened and that you could do something otherwise yeah. uh, also seems to be the the sort of key note here, and I I think that's important because um, I I think like the the embracing of um, you know there's some there's some embracing of of neat uh, neet lifestyle that revolves mm-hmm. around um, uh, you know disability or things that are that are like uh, again material yeah determinants that you know i i would never uh profess to to know anything about and i would not judge anyone for saying like yeah i can't do that right um but there's also something very tempting about just saying like this is my life and this is what it's going to be and i'm not going to change yes yeah and i think it's i think it's cool that you that you are giving it a try to to sort of like radically alter the what you do I'm glad, uh, thank you. That's nice of you to say. I have to say I have had moments where that thought has popped into my head, but mm-hmm. I have not been able to bring myself to accept it, which thankfully so, mercifully so. <laughs> yeah, no, if I if I didn't have a family, I, there were many times when I was, I've probably told this on the podcast before, but there are many times when I was younger, probably like 18 or 19, where 
my buddy and I, who's he's doing a PhD in English now too. Like we just we're very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say to him, I'd say like, you know, in in a perfect world, maybe I would just like, I just have a job at Best Buy. <laughs> and make you know minimum wage or whatever oh. and come home and commissions and come home and just read bad fantasy novels until my friends came over <laughs> and we'd play video games for eight hours and then i'd sleep till noon and go to my job again um, yeah and, you know, like and, in a way that sounds perfect yeah i kind of lived that life before you know that that sort of blissful period we went between graduating high school and and leaving <laughs> for the air force when well, before my parents rudely informed me that they weren't going to pay for college and I needed to leave. Mm. Um, so, you know, between 17 when I graduated and 19 when I shipped out, um, that's I didn't work at Best Buy. I worked at, like, Bloomingdale's and, you know, Publix. But, you know, that that's good, too. Pretty much what I did. I, I gamed and I read and I drove around with my friends and we and was just a massive piece of shit. And, all, like, and that's, like, fun, I guess, for that age. But... From 17 to 19. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. Yeah, I, I went back. I went back on leave like a few years later, and like they're all still doing that. I was like, what the fuck? Like, oh <laughs> this God. is not fun anymore. So, yeah. So I went from well, the person who sort of you know scorned them for for their arrested development, and now here I fucking am. I lost my life to video games. So hmm. there's my karmic justice. <laughs> oh. Well, I think I think you don't give yourself enough credit. I I thought you had you were an extraordinarily insightful guest. Um, thank you, Lena, for coming on. Uh, is there any other final thought that you have for us? Uh, no. Now that you put me on the spot, I have no thoughts. Oh, um, oh no. <laughs> no, I I really enjoyed. I, I thank you for for bringing me on. Um, sorry for the uh, audio problems and the delay. No. Um, yeah. No. No one even. No. You know. The <laughs> as far as the audience knows, this never happened. That's right. Um. <laughs> No, this was this was a blast, and and um, you know I I say to everyone, please come on again, but um, I want I don't want to encourage uh, any sort of like backsliding, uh, so I won't even say come on to talk about Crusader Kings, but if you write something, uh, let I would love to read it, and we can talk about it uh, on a on a future episode. Yeah, and that's fine. And, and to be honest, like um, I I mean I I would love to come on even if it is to talk about like talking about it doesn't really make me want to play it anymore. It actually helps me okay. remember why I don't want to play it anymore. Cause, okay. Know. So yeah, if you want, anytime then, you want, yeah. you know, let's do it again. It'll You're penciled fun. in for the Crusader Kings two episode. Then. Awesome. That is that that's a date. Did you actually have that uh, episode planned? Uh, well, I've been wanting to do a Crusader Kings two episode okay. actually. Yeah. So so it it you seem like the ideal guest for it. So I'm 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 excited. Um. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Follow Lena at L Bushi, uh, and and the U is in there, right? Yeah, you are. Yeah, it is yeah. at L B O U R G I E. Yep. Um, very good follow. Do not follow me. Oh no no no! <laughs> definitely follow her. Um, it's a, she's a wonderful follow. Uh, one of one of the people I followed longest on Twitter. Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, we'll hopefully see you soon. All right. It was it was a blast being here. Thank you. This was really fun. Thanks. All right.